I'm Greg, and you're listening to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. So, who we got today, Greg? Today on Totally Preventable, the podcast, I like saying that, um, <laughs> we have Becky White from oh. Youth Driven. Yeah, you call yeah. her Becky? I call her Becky. All I right. feel like I'm big time. I feel like I'm I'm in that club, so I could say Becky now. Yeah, all right. But, um, you know, I wherever you go, you're pretty much, you know, youth driven. Yeah. You, you know, she's been doing a lot of great work, partnered with a lot of great organizations. And um, hearing her story, hearing her speak is, is very captivating. Yep, absolutely. Um, she's not just... Um, talking about the dangers of drunk driving. She's also um, engages in um, distracted driving yeah. and driving under the influence of any substance. Right. I think right. some other things too. She, she's just very personable. She's got a great, uh, uh, just a, a, a great personality, a, a great person to be around. You can see why the, the youth really gravitate towards her. Yeah. Um, I, I know she's got some great ways in, uh, hopefully she talks about how she gets that that buy-in from the youth. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to dive in and hear a little bit more about you, Trip. And I know like the outskirts, I know those things, but I really want to get into the meat potatoes, as they say. Okay. All yeah. right. Hey, without further ado, today joining us on Totally Preventable, the podcast, we have Becky White, the program coordinator for Youth Driven. Becky, how are you? Greg, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be on. Um, I'm doing great and I'm honored to be on today. Right. And to, to start off, can you just tell us, tell us about you? Who are you? All right. Well, uh, my name is Becky White. I grew up in Narragansett, Rhode Island. So I'm a Rhode Islander through and through. And I've been involved in prevention since I was 14 after I was involved in a drunk driving crash. So my journey to prevention started in a tragic way, but it has led me to m introducing myself to many wonderful coalitions across the street, across the state like yours. And I just started my work in prevention. I started working with MAD Rhode Island when I was in high school. I was involved in my SAD um, group back in high school as well, and then continued my journey with prevention. When I went to college at Roger Williams University, I became a health and wellness educator and also was publicly speaking on the side as a independent public speaker. And I was speaking about the dangers of drunk driving specifically, but over the years, I've developed that program into something called five simple guidelines, which I do on my own now um, on the side. Uh, after being a mom and also running youth driven. So I wear many hats, but I love prevention work. I think it's so important, especially when we start with youth, because let's, let's educate and inspire and empower them young and they will become the next force to be reckoned with when it comes to prevention. So um, that's a little bit about myself. I have a beautiful little son named Gabe. And I'm married to the love of my life named Drew and uh, life's good. And I have an amazing little dog that's underneath my desk right now. <laughs> he uh, is a golden doodle named Rizzo. So oh. that's a little bit about me. That's great. Good thing you didn't forget about your dog. No, he. I can't because I can't <laughs> even move my feet right now because he's <laughs> taking up all the space. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about Program Youth Driven and its mission? Sure. So Youth Driven is 
a pro youth leadership program led by the Rhode Island Students Assistance Services, otherwise known as RISAS, and it's supported by Rhode Island Department of Transportation Office on Highway Safety. Um, Youth Driven is a year-round Rhode Island high school program, and it begins with an educational summit that we hold every summer um, in August. And that is where students create an action plan that they take back to their schools and communities all around traffic safety. So we focus on drunk driving, impaired driving, distracted, seatbelt safety, as well as speeding safety. So they learn and they see presenters at the summit that they might be interested in bringing into their own schools. So it gives them ideas, it gives them the tools and um, gets them excited about traffic safety because here at Youth Driven, we really feel that it's a unifying topic. Everybody gets behind the wheel. Everybody gets into a vehicle and whether or not someone is struggling with a substance or emotionally, we are all on the road. So this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, but also something that we all face every single day by getting on the road. So that's a little bit about Youth Driven and our mission for Youth Driven is to provide Rhode Island youth and their adult advisors with the motivation, information, skills, and support necessary to organize events and activities that support traffic safety efforts within their communities. So that's a little bit about what we're all about. Now, is it hard to get buy-in from the youth? I, I know sometimes it might just fall on deaf ears when you're talking about substance use and getting behind the wheel. Do you find it a hard buy-in, a hard sell? So the youth that tended drift towards youth driven um, are the students that are interested in prevention, maybe have been personally impacted by this topic, specifically drunk driving or impaired driving, maybe have lost a loved one or cl even classmate mm -hmm. to this horrific preventable, totally preventable um, topic of drunk driving and impaired driving. So we get kiddos like that. We also get kiddos that get signed up by their parents. You know, we have a lot of prevention um, families that I'm close with and they, they tend to have their, they encourage their child to attend. But once they get to the summit, I'm telling you that we have a ton of fun at the summit. It's three days at Bryant university. There's a dance. There's a lot of interaction. You meet kids from across the state. And by the time it's like lunchtime afternoon on the first day, they're, they're in, they, they get it. They see what our mission's all about and they see all these other students that are, are invested. And so that's where, you know, the true passion lies, but these kids, I'm so honored to work with the kids that I get to work with. And they are truly so incredible. Their resumes are incredible. They're incredible as individuals and people and, and they're just learning as well. So it does get hard though, for sure. It does get hard going back to your question of, you know, how do you get buy-in? It's hard to, could be, and mainly because it's not that they're not interested. They are so busy. Mm -hmm. And I know that's an excuse, but at the same time, they are so busy. They are under so much stress. A friend and I were talking this past weekend and, you know, we used to talk about, you know, you do your homework when you got home and then you'd go play outside that doesn't happen that much anymore. I feel like, so there's extracurriculars, there's, there's after school things, there's sports. And then even if they're not, maybe their sibling is, so they're getting dragged around to do those. So, um, I say, you know, for any prevention coalition or anybody working with youth, don't give up on them. They're there, they're listening. And it's also about how to reach them. You know, they're not checking their email. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I wish they would, they're not. So um, it gets tricky for sure. But using like Remind app, 
whether you can send a text message or, or use social media to that advantage, you know, mm-hmm. get a social media account. It's all on how you can reach them and, and they do care. They're just really busy. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's hard for sure. We were having a conversation. I can't remember with who, but someone else about how, um, prevention kids, uh, prevention people's kids are often pushed into, um, prevention activities. <laughs> and I know, um, one of my daughters got, um, got kind of roped into going to a, a, another leadership thing at Bryant about four years ago, because someone backed out and they didn't want to give up the spot. They had already paid for it. She kind of went reluctantly. She didn't know anyone. <laughs> she had the best time. Like she made, um, friends throughout the region. Like it, it was a, I think it was a new England conference like amazing a a lot of fun like she really thought there was going to be um really straight um I don't want to say nerdy but you know like she wasn't going to have anything in common and they were going to be very serious kids and that wasn't the case at all it was all sorts of kids and met tons of friends so yeah, it's it's hard to sell a traffic safety summit in the middle of the summer in yeah. August. It's really hard to sell, but once the students get there, it it is life-changing for some students. I've had students reach out after and, and say, you know, this made me feel welcome. This made me feel like I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have a place at my school and I've been with the same kids since kindergarten. So it's an opportunity for students to meet other kids that they probably wouldn't have met otherwise in our little small state. I know that's crazy, but it is true. You know, you get stuck in your ways, you get stuck in your school and there aren't that many opportunities to face to face, meet people, you know, have to do ice, ice breakers with them and get to know their names. And it's really something we've taken for granted the past two years, especially with COVID. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was a challenge for sure Mm -hmm. for all of us in prevention. Um, but I'm so thankful that we could have it in person again and get the kids together because they've really missed out on the last two years of personal interaction. Right. right. So what can kids expect when they join Youth Driven? Sure. So Youth Driven is completely voluntary and we, our main, main event, like I had mentioned, was our summit. And we have some students that sign up to be student leaders. And what that means is they would be leaders at the summit and then kind of continuing throughout the whole year, throughout the school year, whether they're sending out social media messages or helping me with projects to get in touch with the other students. And then (laughs) if a student would like to contact me, feel free to contact me at our, at my email at youthdrivenri at gmail.com. And I'm happy to get you started. And it can be as simple as, you know, putting up a bulletin board in the school around traffic safety facts. And I can help you with that, whether you want to target maybe impaired driving, specifically marijuana, because that's a hot topic. You know, a lot of people don't know what the laws are. A lot of people aren't even aware that it's dangerous to get behind the wheel impaired, never mind illegal. And to understand why, why is that the case? And I know there's a lot of misconceptions with it being safe behind the wheel. So we could do a bulletin board in your school, Um, or we could just simply do morning announcements, a few simple morning announcements um, that get kids involved. And some, some groups are more active than others. So some other groups meet once, once a week, once a month, and they have different initiatives and they're either within their sad group or maybe an above the influence group 
you don't have to necessarily have a youth driven group. I know that many schools like to focus on many different topics, which is great. You know, traffic safety is just a piece to many things that students are working on. So whether it be substance use or um, substance misuse or anything from mental health. So um, yeah. So if a student is interested, they can contact me. We have a an array of presenters that are completely free that you could have come to your school around traffic safety. So we have a lot of different, different things you can find, especially on our website. If you go to our website at youthdriven.org, you can see a lot more. Now, do you, do you assist with um, parents or youth who like a youth driven program in their school? Do you assist with how to approach the administration on how to get them started? Yeah. Absolutely. So the first thing we'll do is I, I would meet with a parent and the student who's interested. We'd make a game plan. I'd hear what they're interested in doing, how big or how small, you know, some kids just might want it to be one or two kids. Some might kids might be really motivated and say, you know, this is a really important topic. I really want to get a lot of kids involved. So no matter what, after I meet with them, I would always meet with administration and, and introduce myself and simply say, we're a resource here in the state. It's completely free. And we want you to know that we're here and we're willing to support your student if they would like, if you would like this program or like help with getting this started in the school. So, and I understand um, administration has a lot on their plate. And when I am able to sit down and actually meet with them, it just gives a quick overview of what we do, what we offer, and a little bit less stress than just having a student approach them mm. and say, you know, I want to start this club. Is that okay? It kind of gives a background of this is who we are. We're here as a support and I'm here to support your student. I just want to let you know that, you know, your student is very eager to start. So. Yeah. And another thing you said, and we, we talked about how busy our, our youth are, is there a specific time constraint that would be on it? Is there a time that they should dedicate to make this or is it based upon how large they, they want their program to be? I let it, I let them just choose how involved, how not involved they're going to be, you know, and, and it depends, you know, it depends on how much the, the student has on their plate. I, the last thing I want for any student is for them to feel more stressed out because of this program. That's, that's not helping anyone. So um, I, I leave it up to the students and, and they're great with, with figuring out what works for them, what works within their school and what they can commit to. Now, can you tell us more about other programs that are provided by Youth Driven? Sure. So one that I actually didn't mention was our Excuse Yourself program. And that one is more about um, myself coming into the classroom and presenting about how to prevent students from getting into a car with an impaired driver. That is something I offer throughout the school year so that I can introduce myself and the youth driven program, but also give these incredible refusal skills to any student, whether they're in youth driven or not. So we did, we presented over 1400 students last year within the state, which was great. I'm hoping to present to more this year, but Again, it's called Excuse Yourself. And throughout the presentation, it's about a 45 to 40 minute presentation that can be done in a health class or in a break study or um, any sort of filler period. I had a couple schools actually mark one day that I would present in this one classroom for the entire eighth grade, for example, just so that they could get all the eighth graders in one day. So it depends on how the school would like to do it. But it's appropriate for around seventh to 12th graders, but I really focus on the, you know, 
eighth graders, ninth, 10th. Um, I feel that with this topic, they're not driving yet mm-hmm. and they have to figure out ways to excuse themselves from these situations, whether it's a, anyone in their life. So, um, again, it's to educate them on how to not get into a car and throughout the presentation, there's three scenarios. I talk about, first of all, the dangers of alcohol, what that means, what BAC is kind of a refresher for them what a standardized drink is, what that looks like. And then I talk about drugs and how and why it's dangerous to get behind the wheel after using drugs. So we also talk about marijuana in that short segment of, you know, know that it's illegal. Here's why it's illegal. After that, we then go through three scenarios. The first scenario is I put on the board. I say, you know, if you were at your soccer practice and your older sibling came to pick you up and they were drunk, what would you do? So I let the students sit with that question. They talk amongst themselves in small little groups. And then we reconvene and I say, what would you do? Think about where you are. Think about you're not all by yourself, right? You're at the soccer field. So who could you rely on? And I get them to just start thinking about these real life situations in a calm classroom setting. So that way, if they, God forbid, are ever in these situations, they can think on their feet. They can get themselves to safety. And the most important thing is don't get in the car. So that's the first scenario. The second scenario is you want to go to your friend's house and a parent or guardian just um, has a medical marijuana license and chooses to smoke before driving you. What do you do? So this gets a lot of um, pushback. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it can get a little um, interesting, this conversation, but it is just a conversation to get them thinking about, you know, driving under the influence of marijuana, no matter if it's, if they have a marijuana license or not, it's illegal and know that, and that it's important to know that. And so the three things we teach the students is, um, to, we give them three ways to get out of the, out of the situation, avoid, excuse yourself or tell a trusted adult. And we think it's important to not escalate the situation, but give them these tools to get out of the situation. And we always encourage them to then talk to someone about it whether it be a relative, a grandparent, a cousin, a sibling, anyone they trust to let them know that this is happening and to know that you got to keep yourself safe and that you're not alone. And that, and I also mentioned throughout the presentation that this is extremely common, Mm. extremely common. It happens every day and it's not their fault. So that's the excuse yourself program. And we've been getting a lot of great results from it. So I'm really excited about it, but that's something I do throughout the school year to get into the classrooms and just educate about this topic. But really it's, it's refusal skills for anything, Mm -hmm. any sort of situation a student might be in. So, right. As an adult, I find the hardest one, um, when someone that is driving me and they're texting or using their phone, Mm -hmm. like if someone is drinking or I can always say, Oh, let me drive. I haven't been drinking and I don't know anyone that's like, no, no, let me drive. You know, everyone's always yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. But, um, text, cause it, oh, it's just, I'm just respond. I'm just doing this quick response or I'm just, and, um, that's a hard one, you know, like, let me respond. No, no, no. I, that's a hard one, you know, and you're yeah. usually already on the road then too. So mm-hmm. you're already in the act of moving. So that's a, that's a difficult one. Those- yeah those two examples that you just gave, I could just imagine, you know, being 
in that situation, an older mm-hmm. sibling, you're you're out of practice, it's a long way home. First, you have the pressure like, you know, well, my sibling wouldn't lie to me. They, they say they're fine, they're fine. And then you have the pressure of, you know, I, how am I going to get home if I don't go this way? Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell mom and dad because then they're going to get in trouble. Uh, I don't want to tell my coach because now he's going to think my, you know, sibling is an addict or something like that. It's mm-hmm. I, yeah. the pressure and not the amount, but I mean, your safety, you got to really. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's, those are, those are great they <laughs> scenarios. Are. Yep. They're real life scenarios that these kids face. Right. And they right. can, even after um, they leave, they can always be thinking about them too, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Like, oh, that would be a good, good way to maybe get out of that. And it's something that actually happens. That's the, that's the part I like yes. about yeah. it. It's something that it's real. It's not something far-fetched where a kid is seeing it and saying, yeah <laughs> it's not the typical scenario you're at a party and you right. get home and, and some of these kids aren't going to parties you know some of these kids are in real life situations that the people sur- around them are making bad choices how do you get your home yourself safe safely home so um so if someone is thinking about the youth summit and is interested in going could you tell them a little bit about the summit and how they would get involved in that if they didn't have a youth driven in their school, they weren't already sure. Yep. So around February of 2023 is when we send out the um, applications on our website. That's anybody, any Rhode Island high school student can sign up through our website. Again, it's youthdriven.org and you can sign up and register to attend. You could also register to be a leader. So there's two different applications. You can attend as a participant which we encourage anyone, any Rhode Island high school student to do. Or if you are a junior going into your senior year, you do have to apply to be a leader because you will, I'm sorry, a senior going into your college or after graduation year, you do have to apply to be a leader. But to make it less confusing, anybody can apply and it's very, we're open to anybody. So if you have a cousin, relative, or even a good point to say is if you have friends from other schools or you have a cousin that goes to another school, they can sign up as well, as long as the school's in Rhode Island high schooler. So it's also open to any eighth graders going into their freshman year. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a small cost. Is that correct? No, no cost. Oh, okay. Awesome. Cause I was just going to plug the prevention coalitions and say, you know, if there I think there used to be a cost. There used to be a cost. <laughs> but I was going to yeah. say, get your coalitions and yes. have them pay your entry fee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So no, there is no cost. So we awesome. found that, yeah, it was limiting students mm-hmm. and it was, it was scaring students away, even though we had all of the wonderful pre- prevention coalition supporting. I knew that on my end and I kept telling the students, yes, there's this cost, but don't worry about it. That is a lot for students. So mm-hmm. we took away the cost. I work my hardest to just try to find funds and budget correctly so that we can offer this free because that was really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get an array of students. We want to get students from across the state and from different backgrounds. So we found that let's offer it for free. We also offer free transportation to and from 
um, because we budgeted that we budgeted that in as well because we found that that was another thing that was getting difficult for students and for families. I mean, I understand it's the middle of the summer. You still have to work. There's no way some students could get driven all the way up to Bryant, all the way up to Bryant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you live in Westerly or or Narragansett or South Kingstown, that is a drive. So yeah, yeah. or Newport. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so we we talked about uh, how the youth and how parents can get involved. How can organizations or businesses that want to get involved that like this cause that you know want to be a partner? How how important are partnerships to youth driven, and how would a partnership evolve? Sure. So if anyone would like to support us, you can support us through our website again. And um, mainly, we get a lot of donations towards the summit, but anything left over from that summit through donations we use throughout the year. For example, we are hosting a door decorating competition at Hendrickin in a few weeks to honor a victim family that lost a loved one. And each of the home rooms are going to decorate the room in honor of that loved one and with an anti-drunk driving message. And for that event, I had to buy about like $200 worth of supplies so that the students could decorate the doors. So with those small little things at different schools. I use those donations towards these events at the schools to support the groups that may not have funding for these extracurricular things. So if a, if an organization would like to partner with us, we are happy to, I'm constantly reaching, um, for AAA Northeast. They are an amazing partner with us. Um, we also partner with the Rhode Island police chiefs association all the time who are always supporting our program because our program goes hand in hand with traffic safety with them. So, but if there's ever an organization, an insurance company, a law firm, anybody that wants to prevent drunk driving in impaired driving or safe driving messaging, please feel free to contact me. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, this has been super informative and um, we hope that um, more kids get involved in this initiative. Yeah, thank you. A miss to not notice as podcasters, your microphone setup is making <laughs> me believe that there's a podcaster <laughs> in the household. Yes, yeah, so I do have a podcast as well. Um, I interview the students and other professionals within traffic safety, and it's called the Youth Driven Podcast, which can also be found on our website, or you can subscribe anywhere um, you listen to your podcast. It's called Youth Driven Podcast, and um. If anybody would like to be on the podcast, please feel free to contact me. I'm always looking for people to come on and share their wisdom with us. And I also did want to mention that we also have a few other free programs that are on our website. One is the rollover simulator. That is to educate students on seatbelt safety. It is completely free and run through the Rhode Island State Troopers Association. I'm sorry, the Rhode Island State Troopers and that just is a car simulation showing what happens to someone when they are or not wearing a seatbelt in a car. It's a great, great visual for health classes. Mm. Um, another one is think fast game show. This is a interactive game show that goes to the schools and really focuses on traffic safety, whether it be distracted driving, impaired driving, drunk driving, seatbelt safety, and it is an interactive game show. So they hand out, um, clickers to the audience so everybody can be involved and also they they pick kids out of the audience who want to participate and be on stage it is live it is loud it is great and it is completely free it is paid for through the rhode island department of transportation 
You can find all that information on our website, but it's a great, great assembly. We get great reviews from it. Um, and they hand out $20 gift cards for Amazon too. So the students aren't walking away with nothing. Yeah, it's really, really great. And, and then another one that I want to definitely mention is AAA Northeast's um, Shifting Gears program. They actually teach students about the blunt truth of marijuana and driving. It has been accredited through Brown University. It's a great, great program that was started here by Diana Gugliata. Shout out to her. And it is now actually nationwide through the SAD clubs, the SAD organization. So it's a wonderful program. Again, completely free. You can find all those websites and links on our website as well. I just saw the seatbelt um, presentation at a wellness fair in Tiverton. It was, I, I never noticed that they ran it with the seatbelt on, but may, I, I'm sure they did. It wasn't right near me, but it would catch my eye when they have a, a dummy inside. And all of a sudden I would see like the dummy's arm coming out the window or it was um, really eye-opening because I don't, I don't know about kids. I think my kids were just like, every time we got in the car, put your seatbelt on, put your seatbelt on, put your seatbelt on. And now they just do it. But um, I ride with adults often that don't put their seatbelts on. My car makes tons of noise. So I don't even have to say it. They're, <laughs> the like, they're like, why should I that noise? I'm like, put your seatbelt on. But um, I, I think it's really good visual for adults too. because Yeah. Yeah. The students after seeing the seatbelt simulator. So what happens is they have this car on the back of a flatbed and it rotates. And so they first show what happens when you have a dum the dummies um, seat belted in, they have a front dummy, a driver, they have a driver dummy, I believe a front passenger dummy, and then a kid dummy in the back mm -hmm. and they rotate it. And I think the simulations to simulate a 30 mile an hour crash. When you think about it, that's not that fast. Mm -hmm. not and then they unbuckle, they stop it. And then they unbuckle the dummies and then they do the simulation again. And typically the dummies either go out the side window or end up in the back seat. And we always get students that really I don't know. They, they, by that visual mm. seeing it, even if they're wearing their seatbelt as the driver and you see someone flailing and hitting the driver, it just makes it real that, you know, put your seatbelt on. It's your safest defense against other drivers on the road, even if you're making all the right choices. But it's that put your seatbelt on wow. sort of message. It's yeah. still amazing the amount of, of people who, who aren't wearing the seatbelt or, doing their little seatbelt maneuvers, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've seen people get in their car, duck the seatbelt or click it. Yeah. And then sit in their seat and yeah. Yeah. Or like push it around like the it's shoulder right. strap. Yeah. 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 It's not going to help you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work the way it needs to, if you do that. No. So. No. It's so second nature for me. I, I don't even feel Same. it. Same. Right. Yeah. It's you just, just get in and yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. Wear your seatbelt. Sometimes like if I'm just moving my car, in my mm -hmm. driveway to let's it's just so second nature i'm just buckling up yeah like, you know backing up in my driveway <laughs> right <laughs> backing up in my driveway you never know you never know you, you never know never right know. <laughs> but, well, but this but. has been this has been wonderful thank yes. you so much oh wait but i did want to ask the pledge is there a pledge that still goes on with you driven so we do offer a pledge. It is on our website. I'm going to try to find it. Uh, let's see. 
I just want to make sure I say it correctly, but we do. Yes. So we have a just drive pledge cards that you can download on our website. And the pledge says just drive. And at the top, it says, I just wanted to let you know that you're awesome. And I care about you from, and then you write your name on the card and you hand it to someone. And the idea is, is that you hand it to that person and they put it in their car, whether it's near their ignition, near their um, starting um, where they put their keys or where they put their phone, or maybe put it on top of your phone when you get into your car to mm -hmm. remind yourself, I'm not going to text and drive because this person loves me and they want me to get to a safe destination. So those cards are available on our website. You can print them and, and cut them out and leave them in the cafeteria, leave them wherever you want in the school. So with administration's permission. <laughs> <laughs> with with I have younger kids, so when I saw that when I was doing research uh, for for this podcast, and I saw that I was like, wow, when the kids get older or old enough to drive, that's something that I would like to just have to put in there. So yeah, we just felt that it was good to not say don't drink and drive, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know, nobody responds to don't right at all, even if they are like the best kids in the world, it's just not a good message. So remind them, you know, remind them that you're loved and somebody really cares about you. So please, please make good choices, wear your seatbelt. Don't go over the speed limit, you know, always, always drive sober and never, ever, ever drive distracted. And I think it's really important to mention, don't drive drowsy, mm. which is so common for high school students and adults. Let's face it. And it's one of those things that kind of gets forgotten about mm. in prevention. And I always remind the kids and I always say, drive safe, please get a good night's sleep. And like, let your parents know if you did stay up and do an all nighter to get work done, like have your parent or have someone else pick you up and drive you do not get behind the wheel. Cause it's just as bad as getting behind the wheel impaired. So, cause you're not fully rested, which you need to drive. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I remember a term that you mentioned the, the drowsy driving. I can't remember exactly what it, it might be drowsy driving, but I don't think it was that. Um, when people are so accustomed, like you may be driving to work, you drive to work the same way every day. And many times you are completely zoned out. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the exact terminology for it, but in those moments, you, you're zoned out, you're doing whatever, but it was, yeah. it, it definitely reminds me of that drowsy, drowsy driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been awesome. I've learned so much about all sorts of resources we have in our community. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for this podcast. Keep up the great work. And, you know, drunk driving, impaired driving is, is totally preventable. And so thank you for letting us share that message and share our youth driven message, because there's so many wonderful youth in our state that are doing so many great things. And I thank you for giving me the time to share what they're doing. Well, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Polly, and you've just listened to Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable. Totally Preventable.